Hello, this is Michael Azarad, Editor-in-Chief of the TalkHouse, and welcome to the TalkHouse Music Podcast. <laughs> South London band Art Brute arrived in the mid-2000s as part of a crop of post-punk revival bands that also included Block Party and Franz Ferdinand. If there's a running theme in Art Brute's rock music, it's rock music. The band's leader, Eddie Argos, isn't just a musician, he's a big-time music fan. And one of the musicians he's a big fan of is Chicagoland's own Ezra Furman. Furman's music is not much like Art Brute's music. Furman takes inspiration from brilliant nasal auteurs such as Bob Dylan, the Violent Femmes, and Jonathan Richman to make smart, heartfelt music. But his songs are all over the map. Sure, it's indie pop, but he works in all kinds of sounds. Mid-60s pop, countrified ballads, 70s glam, doo-wop, and sounds from a more recent vintage like Destroyer and Built to Spill. And that's just on his latest album, Perpetual Motion People, which was released this summer to wide acclaim. Furman is a very sharp fellow, as you're about to hear, and after three albums with his former band The Harpoons and three as a solo artist, he's starting to blow up in the UK. The two musicians struck up a mutual appreciation society a few years ago when their two bands played some shows together, and it blossomed into a long-distance friendship. In this conversation, they found a lot to talk about. The time Furman accidentally got filmed naked. Playing live is an opportunity to do something weird. Parenthood and its effects on one's music. The advantages of being pretentious, and why no always beats a yes. The two spoke via Skype. Furman was in Oakland, and Argos was at home in Berlin. And so, without further ado, Ezra Furman and Art Brute's Eddie Argos on the TalkHouse Music Podcast. Hello, Ezra. Where are you at home? I'm at home. At home in Oakland. Wow, man. You've been on tour loads. I thought I would presumed you'd be like in a travel lodge somewhere. Oh, well, I often am, yeah. Uh, I know. I've been touring a lot. I guess that's what you're supposed to do when you put out a record, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. I thought, yeah, I was, I was going to write loads of questions down to ask you, to interview you properly. And then I realized I quite like you being enigmatic. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to know much. <laughs> I don't want to know about you. You've done very well at sort of being an enigmatic person. So maybe, that's like maybe we just talk that's about a nice way to say you're uninterested in me. <laughs> no, no, I'm very interested in you. No, what yeah. You I, I thought, I've, I never looked at your Wikipedia page until today. It's like, oh, <laughs> I've not seen Ezra in a while. I'm going to go and look at his Wikipedia. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was doing a little, I was doing a little research. Uh-huh. It's interesting, yeah. you know. I wish more of my friends had, had Wikipedia pages. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be good, but every time you go to a party, you could like check it out. I've not seen that guy in a while. What's he been up to? I'll just read his Wikipedia page. It's quite strange, though, like researching a person that you know. <laughs> I think that was that are up to. Oh, he's wearing dresses now. <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, um, yeah, no, I wrote some questions down, but we'll we'll see we'll see what we talk about. I think I think the thing that I wanted to remember is how exactly we met because I don't really remember why I've met you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the first time we met you, I met you, was it South by Southwest? I think you played like, a, is it Midget Men or Minute Men or something? Some... Yes. Oh, the Midget Men. Yeah, the Midget Men. They are, they are called the Midget Men. I just saw those guys, actually. 
Oh, they came through San Francisco. Yeah, it was because I remember the first time I heard you. It was, I was when I lived in Los Angeles, and they played uh, "Take Off Your Sunglasses" on Indie One Hundred Three. And oh, me, yeah. me and my girlfriend at the time were like, "Wow, what's this?" <laughs> like, I think, I think I think I was on the way to the airport, and we were like in a real hurry, but we still stopped the car to like try and figure out who it was, and then we couldn't. And I thought you were like some something I missed out on. No, I was like, oh, you must be some sort of real famous dude that I don't know about. That's, uh, I thought, somebody played me Art Brute like in 2005 or six, and I was like, oh, this is some like classic British punk band that I just didn't know about, you know, because I was still like in learning phase. I was, I was, <laughs> I was on like a binge of a bunch of like 70s punk bands that I needed yeah, to catch up on. You're, you're like six years younger than me, so you'd have been like nine, nineteen in two thousand and five. Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah, I was like, I was doing like a, a real like let's go back and really get educated about all the important punk bands that I never did, and then somehow art, somebody somebody showed me Art Brute, and I was like, how did I miss this one? Yeah, someone slipped us in. I like that. A prankster. It's a classic punk. <laughs> um, you know, and yeah. then I found out I could like go see you and contemporary. I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we I really thought you were like some kind of famous dude I'd not heard of. Like, this is amazing. And then we, yeah, we were offered that Midget Men show. We were like, this must be the best one to play because that's where Berman's playing it. We've got to, we've got to do. You have to do this one. And then we were there. It was really stressful. I think actually that. The, the midget men. Their name is like midget men. I, I haven't asked them like wh- why. I'm not. I'm not necessarily down with that name. But <laughs> no, it's a strange. Yeah, it's a strange name. I keep thinking it, it can't be right. I want to say it if it's wrong, and then I look like I'm being offensive. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was that. It was really, really rushed. And then we were kind of me and my girlfriend at the time, Diane. It's my band that everybody was in the French Resistance now that played with you. Right. And of course. We were like. We were like. All shy of you. <laughs> Look, at, oh, wow, that's your Furman. Never there. I was, yeah, I was a little starstruck. I'll tell you the truth. Uh-huh. I mean, I grabbed your shoulder and was like, "Hey, you're Ezra Furman. We really like you." And you looked absolutely terrified of me. And I felt because I'm, quite, I think I was probably a little bit drunk and I'm quite big. So I think it was, yeah, yeah. That, that's how we met. So many people I might have upset. I apologize to them all with the same group text. Bring me tea. Bring me coffee. I was up all night. I've been making mistakes. You've written lots of albums. You're much quicker at writing albums than me. <laughs> I saw. Well, how many albums have you got now? Like seven. There, uh, let me see. With the Harpoons, there was, there was three albums. Three, like, album albums. There was another, like, little, little one that wasn't real. And then... I got, uh, I remember you, you gave that to us. I have that. And at the end, you, there's a really big, long... You talk at the end, yeah, about... It's like making a mixtape and you're like, like a sort of 10 minute chat with you at the end of the CD. <laughs> we, we had yeah. it in our van. Well, there was a different, I made a different one for every person. I mean, ah. 
I, I like wrote songs for people based on requests they made. I did like hundred and I think I did a hundred and fifty of those or something or more. Different people. Did you I, like people just like wrote in on the website like write me a song about the show Boy Meets World and I'd be like okay <laughs> I'll do it and you know I was like I can do that this I write songs all the time you know uh, I can that's amazing did you keep but it was really it would like almost killed me yeah <laughs> like, it was but every time we, we only our brute only ever write enough songs for an album <laughs> like oh no we need an album shit I better write the lyrics are 12 songs <laughs> and, then I, and then, then I'm done I can't I can't imagine uh, I don't know it's like a, it's a compulsion for me I keep doing it I used to be I used to be like a song a week if I can't write a song every week like what am I good for you know I don't know why I just I needed a constant factory like pace I think they got better since I stopped like doing it <laughs> Yeah, 150. That's loads. But can you fall back on them? Like you know, in about a year's time, you've got massive writer's block. Can you? Can I you, you know go back and oh, talk about Boy Meets World. The, <laughs> the thing is that like I forget, I forget that I wrote a good song. You know, I like I, I like write a lot of songs and just throw them away, and they just end up in digital piles on my computer. And I sometimes like go back through them, and I'm like, "Oh, that one's actually kind of interesting." <laughs> you know, I, I think like, but the thing is, like, I read a lot of songs, and most of them are are bad. You know, I think if I the more bad songs I write, like the more like I just go for volume, and then I think that you're getting out of your system. Few of them rise to the top. The cream rises. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, still, I wrote a song when I need one. <laughs> That's oh, I need a song. I better write one. Yeah, so so That's. <laughs> How, how do you write? Is it because is it with with your band now? Because you did you did those two solo records, and and then you got the the boyfriends. Do you write with the boyfriends, or do you write and then yeah, bring so the boyfriends into it? You're right as a band. They, now. I no. Uh, once in a while, something comes. You no, know, I mean it's really a solitary. It's a uh-huh. solitary thing. Once in a while, I'm like with the band, and something arises, but. Mostly I'm like just isolating myself. I'm not like a music for me. If there wasn't like, it's not a very social thing and I can't collaborate well with other people creatively. I mean, like I like being in the, like playing the songs, you know, but I can't, I can't songwrite with, with others, you know. Do you end up like sort of saying, now you play this and now you play that? Or does it, they have, have, are you like a benevolent benevolent dictator <laughs> or do you like do you, do you sort of or do I, get like, I, I go in thinking that i will be and it's never uh i'm never right about what should happen with the song you know like i i think i i'll bring in a song and like i think it's this kind of song it's like a you know and then the boyfriends are like such a good band they know better than i do they're like well let's try it this way and that their way always you know tends to be the right way so uh what the songs like sound like is is very I, I, it's mostly yeah the band's uh influence it's, it's kind of what you sort of fed through the boyfriends yeah it's filtered through a through a better band than even the one that plays in my head <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i can't play anything 
So I'm completely at the. Uh, yeah, I have to sort of say, hey, hey, guys, make a song like this. And then they sort of ignore me, make a song how they want. I go, oh, that's even better. <laughs> I'll put the words on that instead. Yes. Okay. So I'm always, I've been, I've always been curious about this. Like, do you come in with anything? Like, do you come to the band with, like, I want, I've got these words, let's make a song around it? Or, like, sometimes it's like a puzzle sometimes. I mean, I, I write lyrics a lot, actually. I was sort of, I mean, I, I sort of like, it's like an anxious thing with me. If I get anxious, I sort of start rhyming things. <laughs> it's like, so my phone's like full of little bits of rhyme I've written when I've been anxious and stuff. And then I sort of, then they, they either have some music or I give them a lyric and we sort of, it goes either way, really. Sometimes there's a piece of music and I go, oh, this fits perfectly with what I've written. And sometimes I say, hey, I've written this song. It's a bit sad. Can you, I don't know. And then, well, they're also, they're, they're much more prolific than me. So maybe they give me like 30 pieces of music and I go oh wow cool I've got like four sets of lyrics <laughs> I can choose from one of those you know yeah I, I I wanted to ask you if like you're uh how much you've like you feel like you've learned about music because you know you seem like a like a committed amateur you know and wow. I I'm like the same way like I believe in amateurism as like maybe too much as like a way to be, and I don't want to. No, I see that too. I like what I like. I mean, that's Mark Bruce sort of means that in a way. I kind of like it because I mean, amateur is a funny word, but like because it's. I think it seems more honest, doesn't it? If someone's, I don't. I don't like things to be too polished. You know, I like that's, it to be yeah. like a bit rough and ready stuff. I don't think I, could, I mean because of the way I sing and stuff. <laughs> I don't think our root could be. And that, but that's, that's a disservice to them because they, I mean, they play really well. I think I'm the amateur. <laughs> nah, that's what I like. I'm not like holding on to that. Like I love things like Daniel Johnston and Jeffrey Lewis and stuff. You know, like lo-fi mm -hmm. kind of things. And, uh, I don't know. I like it. I, sometimes I wish I could sing, but it's quite nice to be an amateur. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to have people expecting less of you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can surprise them. So, what, what are you doing at the moment? Are you writing another album? straight away you on it i mean like i'm just uh, i'm uh i'm writing always you know i'm always i'm sort of like plotting what uh what the what the leap forward might be um the next leap but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm in between like large long tours almost too long like on the edge of for me I'm not that great at being on tour for six weeks, but we had a six-week tour, like, it ended. I think I saw you during that. I saw you, like, in, in uh, that fest, the Acoustic Lakeside Festival. Acoustic Lakeside, yeah. yeah that was like, and you were, like, well into the tour then. You, you looked like, I was a bit worried about you. I thought you were going to be strung out, but you seemed kind of, you seemed, I think maybe the, the swimming, the naked swim in the lake and everything, maybe that kind of. The naked was. swim was was very much needed <laughs> i think uh, they, I, those dudes were filming us singing bob dylan and stuff and i think they got you, you getting dressed in the background maybe that's why that didn't appear online anyway yeah i was a little concerned about that tim my sax <laughs> player was like you realize someone just like filmed you naked for like a, a website <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like drunkenly like, i was so drunk i couldn't remember the lyrics to tangled up in blue it's like one of my favorite ever songs and i was like trying to remember it then you sort of suddenly appeared behind me naked <laughs> getting dressed and just joining in and knowing all the words like, oh, that's cool but i don't think you saw the camera <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what i was like 
maybe it's going to be all pixelated out, or maybe it won't. Who knows? I, yeah. I misread the situation. Yeah, no, it could be. You get a lot of hits. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you seemed. I mean, you didn't seem that strung out because you, you were in the middle of quite a long tour then. Weren't you? You I, like I was. Yeah, no, I mean, it goes in. It goes in waves, you know. I was on a. Actually, no. Most of that tour, like I, I was doing pretty well. There's always just like a couple of utter low points of like despair of like how is this my life i don't sleep and like i can't do this anymore um but no i mean because then you play then you play a show yes i I mean i get that on tour too like i get like oh i'm done you know and then yeah but the minute we start playing, it's like, oh, then, yeah. it's like, hello, I remember now, I'm in a, the, the bar of rock and roll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very joyful to be on tour. It's a weird, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird life. Uh-huh. We're, we're trying to, I'm trying to just keep up in the game. That's actually what I've, what I've been, I'm just brainstorming uh, live show ideas right now. Uh, okay. You know? Things to things to shake it up. Well, last time I saw you acoustic, you were doing. Maybe I don't want to spoil it in case you do it again. You're doing that thing where you came on stage with a bloody nose. Oh yeah, that's no, that's in that's in my past. <laughs> Very good. It was in Berlin. It was like, oh, and the whole room was tense. Like, fuck, Ezra doesn't know his nose is bleeding. Shit. And people were like, offering you a hanky, and the whole it's like, ah, oh. I thought that's such that's so cool. Like that happened so so randomly, and at the end you're like, oh no, it's a blood capsule. <laughs> I do that every night. God damn! I was even I was sucked in. I'm quite cynical. Yeah. Well, no, I. You know, I'm always torn between like, let's just be a band and like, play the show like in a simple way, and like, and like, let's introduce some, some element of theater or, uh, or risk or intrigue or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to. Uh, the harpoons for a little bit had this thing where at like dive bar kind of shows we would have this friend get up and and introduce the band and he was like this is my band i wrote all these songs for this band to play and uh ezra is my conduit (laughs) uh you know and then he'd be like really like domineering and i'd like talk a little between songs and he'd be like just play the song and get your check. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, we, toured with, we toured with a band called um, Gil Mantera's Party Dream. And they used to, they were dressed up like cowboys and stuff when they played. But they used to come on stage before themselves and pretend to be their own roadies and like just slag themselves off. Like, oh, those guys are dickheads. It was quite impressive. People would believe that these roadies were really like hated the band they were working for and stuff. I thought that was quite a good trick <laughs> to like come on as in disguise before your band and really slag yourself off before you get on stage. That's pretty good. So, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that under advisement. Um, so, 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 you know, I'm expecting now for the next Ezra Berman and the Boyfriend shows, you ought to be done up like Kiss with <laughs> loads of makeup and uh, fireworks. That, that might be the, the way to go. I like, I understand that impulse, even though like, when it comes to like something like Kiss, I'm just like, oh, it's so over the top, and it's like not about music anymore. But like, sometimes you just or like the Flaming Lips, uh-huh. you just want to. I don't know. You don't. You don't. You don't want to just get up and 
go through the songs gets gets needs some excitement, some theater. It's like an opportunity to uh, do something odd. Well, the, the first band that I truly ever loved was this band called David Devont and his Spirit Wife. And in that band, the lead singer claims he's the vessel for the dead, for the spirit of the you know, the dead magician, David Devont. They'd have like a sort of, they sort of do a thing, like a thing with, like he's getting the ghost of the spirit in him and they were like different names. They dress up and do loads of theater stuff. And then that sort of, that, just the first night, like really, I mean, my name isn't really Eddie Argos, you know, <laughs> like it's sort of the idea of like becoming a different person. So, like, yeah. really, really appeals I'm, to me. That's kind of it's what it's for, isn't it? It's all showmanship, really. Yeah, it, it happens whether you want it to or not, you know. Uh-huh. Like, you, even uh, if you're like, oh, it's all about the music and you're looking at your feet and stuff, even that's an act. Yeah, you know, I think. Yeah, you're, you're becoming a, some kind of heightened version of yourself. should talk about what what i don't know what you're doing lately i know this like, <laughs> yeah what we're doing i am i'm right the new the lo-fi punk rock motherfuckers which i don't know are they still yeah like- i started a band yeah kind of i started like a fun band in berlin called the lo-fi punk rock motherfuckers because I, I mean the last art brute album wasn't really very punk rock you kind of experimented a little bit and i kind of missed shouting about rocking out so like i wrote a few songs just for fun in berlin really about that I did that, and so I've been painting and writing a lot, really. I, I wrote a memoir, <laughs> and, I, I've, I've yeah. and I've got a comic coming out. I wrote a comic called Double D that's coming out in November on, a, on Image, which I'm really excited about. Really? Did you draw it? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm not very good at drawing like that, really. But uh, a friend of mine, we were, like, out drinking, and he was telling me that he can draw. Like, wow, you can draw? And sort of made a deal to, like, do his comic and then do my comic. His comics double D, so I sort of wrote it around his ideas and then like, but yeah, I'm really like image comics, I love them, <laughs> you know. Like, so, so yeah, I'm over them. I went today, I was like in a comic shop and I went over the counter and demanded to see the previews because I knew double D was in there. Like, hey, I'm really sorry, can I look in your, can I look in your preview magazine because my comics, yeah. and, you know, I want to see it. So, so yeah, oh, wow. I've been doing a lot, a, lot, a lot of that sort of stuff. I've just sort of, yeah, I mean, right over the art brute album. So. That's sort of going, that's going well. Yeah. I mean, it's been about five years since the last I wrote album. So I write sort of very yeah, autobiographical yeah, songs. It's been ages. Yeah. I think people think we've stopped. We haven't stopped. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> I just did a spot. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, do you, you, you don't live in the same town as, because you live in Berlin. Correct? I live in Berlin. And they all live in London and Brighton. So it's, uh, but it's, I lived in Los Angeles for a bit and they all lived in London as well. We, we still managed to write then. So it's, uh, it's okay, I'm nearer now. It's, good. it's quite cheap to fly to London from Berlin. It's oh, yeah. Than, that... It's cheaper than the train. So do, do, you, do your band all live in Oakland with you? None of them do. I am, I'm like exiled. They all are 
pretty much in Chicago. One, one guy's so in I thought you should go. Have you moved to Oakland recently? I moved to, to California to follow my significant other here uh, about four years ago, actually. Okay. Uh, almost four years ago. And uh, I just, I, I kind of like split. I've already moved back to Chicago twice in that time. Uh-huh. I keep, I, but I'm kind of accepted now that I sort of live in both places. I work in Chicago, you know, live here. Well, I, uh-huh. when not on tour, I'm here. This is like the, the California haven from all that, you know, all that rock and roll madness. Okay. You mean you find it easier to write in Oakland? Or it doesn't matter where uh, you are? Yeah, I mean, when... I just, like, I, I need a bedroom and lots of privacy and sort of, like, time to waste. Uh-huh. You know, there's. I feel like the only way I ever get anything done is by like wasting like four or five hours of time beforehand, and it's mm-hmm. like a sort of cabin fever builds up and explodes in composition. That's that's kind of how I like it too. I like to sort of lie around and think and sort of start doing something and not finishing it and then but that's now i'm a dad that's much harder <laughs> i found i haven't yeah. really got time to do that it's kind of focused me a bit more i sort of sit down and think oh, i'll just sort of muck around for like four hours and then something to come out at the end of it but now i only really have four hours a day to do stuff <laughs> it's yeah. like i have to sit down and really start immediately doing things which is good actually i think it's sort of focused me a bit can i ask you about fatherhood if you like yeah I can hear him in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. There he is. Um, well, how old? How old is he? He's nineteen months. Oh, yeah, it's gone really fast. Yeah, it's been very hard not to write. So I, I don't want to be one of those dads that writes loads of songs about <laughs> about his baby. So I was trying very hard not to do that. I've accidentally <laughs> I've accidentally written three. <laughs> that, that's not too bad though. <laughs> and one of them is called "Don't Fuck It Up." So I think that's. <laughs> I think, okay. You say the word "fuck" in a song about your son. It's okay. I think. Not, don't fuck it up as like sort of to myself yeah i'm not saying it to him <laughs> i'm not saying hey man you're gonna walk yeah don't fuck it up i'm saying it to myself like <laughs> hey don't fuck this up i'm not i'm not telling him not to fuck it up yeah that's i mean that's like the universal thing that, that advice thinking you know if there's any one thing just like don't fuck this up <laughs> um, I was, when he was first born at the end of every day i'd be like yeah i didn't kill him <laughs> like i got i got through the day and it's all sort of okay I'm quite a paranoid, sort of stressed out person sometimes. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a relief at the end of every day. Did it? <laughs> He's okay. I was, there's another podcast I listened to where they referred to parenting as high stakes Tamagotchi. That's <laughs> 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 high stakes Tamagotchi. So, yeah. That's absurd. You know, I, <laughs> I, uh, I was wondering, I was wondering really if it would like bring out, like, if anything could bring out someone's serious side, uh-huh. it's being a parent. You know. Yeah. You're like a, you're like, you know, forgive me for saying this, but you're like an unserious person. You're such like a, a casual writer and sort of like, like you've got, you've got, uh, I guess you've got some, uh, some Rob Fleming of high fidelity and you, I think people have said that about you before. 
Um, and like, I'm sort of wondering, does this, does this life change bring out like some, some like sense of seriousness or is it, or is it sort of just all my songs, when I start writing, they all sort of start serious. And then I sort of, I like things to be conversational and kind of jokey anyway. You know, I, I like, I try and make our brew songs to be as much like a conversation as possible. But yeah. even, if, even if you're talking about serious stuff, like in the pub or something, you make jokes about it, you know, I think. So like lots of our brew songs start off serious and then become sort of watered down. I think. Well, like, like with Emily Kane and stuff, like I really was in love with her. I was a bit mad about that <laughs> for a bit. And then it sort of, yeah, this sort of became funny without me realizing it, you know. So well, jokes fun. are, you know, good jokes are very serious and emotional things, you know. There's uh-huh. a lot of, a lot of emotion behind them. Uh, and then, like... <laughs> I don't know. I actually think, like... I've been trying to put this into words. I don't think I have it yet. But, like, uh-huh. something that I that I uh, love about... I think the best rock and roll, or the best art, really, is something that seems to start out as something very simple and sort of unpretentious, and then it kind of like takes a flying leap towards something like uh transcendent and like that's oh. that's moment when you can feel it jumping up from like just a guy doing his thing to uh to like i don't know just some sense of like large like re- reaching for something i quite like yeah taking the flying leap at transcendence uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I you I get that with a lot of art brute because like you know it does it starts out in this conversational very just like yeah just just talking to the kids just talking um, saying what you would say in everyday life but then it kind of builds to a frenzy and uh, yeah you know you're reminded of all the. I guess all the tension and unsaid stuff that goes on in everyday conversation, you know. Yeah, loads, loads of our songs sort of get written live. I think that's just like me showing off and then showing off some more and some more and some more. And like that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you, your songs can be funny too and stuff. Like, lots of my favourite, sort of like Bob Dylan. I know we both like Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Like, he's hilarious, you know. <laughs> like, okay. he's, he's written some of the funniest songs. Like, you know, like bits of, I don't know, I think... There's room for humour in music. Oh, you know, the Violent Femmes, you know. I presume you like the Violent Femmes. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so. a formative band, sure. I wanted to ask that without... I mean, I often read things like, oh, you like the Ramones or the New York Dolls, but I hear, like, so much Violent Femmes and Jonathan Richmond, like, in what you do. Like, are they, are they influences on you? Oh, yeah. Um, I, it's funny that those both those bands are bands that... Uh, uh, the, the reason I heard about them, I mean, this was a long time ago, uh-huh. but the reason I heard about both of those bands was that somebody was like, oh, wow, like, great songs. You clearly listen to a lot of this band. And uh-huh. I was like, who? You know? Like, like that's when I first... Oh, you, you, you came first, and then, like, you sort of... Well, I guess, like, I feel like I... Yeah, I reminded somebody when I was 16 of the Violent Femmes, and that's how I heard about the Violent Femmes. And then when I was... 19 of uh of the modern lovers like the guy who was my first manager was just like 
you've never heard of Jonathan Richmond? I thought that was like your whole thing that you were like, <laughs> like doing Jonathan Richmond. I was like, oh no, check this out. And then, you know, of course, I became a bit obsessed with it. Yeah, but but that, I, mean, I can. What I like about okay, I love. I, mean, I love Jonathan Richmond. Like you sound the new album. It sounds loads like sort of when you got a bit more loosey, you know, like rock and romance and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. but you still got like the snottiness of the modern lovers, you know. I don't know. You're, you're very good. You're like all of Jonathan Richmond at once. <laughs> it's just really nice. Like ah, you're like the entirety of his career, like all in one. It's, well, yeah. I know he, he he's so like engagingly like softened. I think like for him, he it feels like he had to do that, like stop doing the like sneering, cool young guy kind of thing. But I think I think that first, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to choose a you know a Jonathan Richmond record. But I guess the Modern Lovers thing was like, oh yeah, that's where I could I could do something like that. <laughs> that's where I could live. Um. Yeah, but it's uh, there like something about that style of like, yeah, I'm just talking about um, things you might actually talk about. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's what I like about him. the first time I heard him. I was like, oh, he's just he's just like uh, saying stuff. <laughs> like, oh, this is great. Yeah. You sing about how he likes buying a pair of jeans, or you know, how he likes going to the beach and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, he's like, real life. He's it's actually singing about real life. Uh-huh. I just worry that, like, I, I don't want to close myself off from like, from, from weirdness and things that like are kind of pretentious, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I I I like pretension. Oh yeah, me too, man. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So I'm like torn between these. I mean, you named your band Art Brute, you know. You gotta uh-huh. like. Oh yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> like the most, cause it, when I did that, all the bands at the time were like art school bands. You know, it's like, oh, Franz Ferdinand are an art school band. Well, I love Franz Ferdinand, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Rakes are an art school band. And I thought, ah, oh, fuck that. I don't want to be an art school band. What's the opposite of <laughs> an art school band? Uh, art brute. That's good. We didn't right, work. exactly. Yeah, that's... Everyone thinks we're an art school band. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. We've got the word art in our name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think pretension's fun, isn't it? I like all that. I've always been pretty pretentious <laughs> i think i know I, yeah I, it's it's a real danger that people fall into like worrying about being too pretentious i think that's that's a bad thing to worry about you gotta you gotta shut out the, the that kind of criticism and yeah. go f- i think it's okay if people think you're an idiot for it as well not you personally <laughs> i mean like or me. you well, mean if, if you're doing a thing that's pretentious it's okay i think you know I, mean, I, you know, I paint and stuff and do spoken word shows now, and I think that's a bit pretentious. But, uh, in the past, when I was younger, I wouldn't have, I don't know, I'd have been scared or something, you know? But I think yeah. you have to embrace it. <laughs> I think, I think oh, I, I, this is what I, I am, a bit pretentious. You know? Yeah, I think I'm always, I was torn between these, these two poles of like, listen, I just want to, I just want to write about my real, actual life. And, mm. uh, but then I'm, you know, then you hear something like, uh, I don't know, Joanna Newsom or something. You're just like, wow, like she's on a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I can't. I write. I mean, I've got a very specific style of writing about myself. So I can't imagine being like. I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine writing a song about somebody else. I think we've got one song in the third person. <laughs> I think, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. I can't. Yeah, it's funny. But you, I, I hear things like that, and I think, yeah, wow, I can't do that. Yeah, it's funny. I know. Also, I like the fact that we're talking about how much we enjoy pretension in quite a pretentious way. <laughs> I think yeah. not to be not to be too meta about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's meta. Yeah. Uh, I so I I don't know what our time is like, but I really wanted to just ask you for a second about Frank Black. And like speaking <laughs> of speaking of people who are, you know, I guess maybe pretentious pretension is not the word, but like Frank Black and the Pixies and all that. It's like on a like very unreal kind of kind of lyrics and and mood you know mm-hmm. he's, I, I think he's a genius I, i'm a little bit in love with frank black even more now i've met him you know but before i met him i was like in awe of him and now i'm like yeah wow i've had a beer with that guy <laughs> he's, yeah yeah, he's, yeah so i don't know i was curious what what he's like and uh yeah, I mean, I, to me the pixies are truly maybe the best American band. I mean, like maybe like neck and neck with the Velvet Underground for me, you know. Yeah, like I think so too. They're heart, yeah, for sure. Like uh, I think everyone remembers the first time they heard the Pixies, and we're like, "What? What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is amazing!" I, could, I was like fourteen when I first heard the Pixies. I can remember that. I even liked that sort of music, you know, like at the time. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't really into anything, you know. And I was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> this is yeah." They're one of those bands, aren't they? But yeah, I love the Catholics just as much as I love the Pixies, you know. I'll give it a take oh, some night and stuff of Dog in the Sand. and all. That's one of my favourite ever songs, I think. It's like, Which one? Is it uh, Dog in the Sand? Is it, uh, you know, if it takes all night? I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah, See, yeah. I can't sing. And you still forget what an amazing vocal range he has as well. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy can really... Can oh, really I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. That song oh, Manitoba of his always got me. I forget which, yeah. which record it's on. Uh, it's It's one of the... It's one of the solo records. Anyway, uh, he's you know, we went to record with him in well, the last two albums. Yeah. Right, Brute versus same. We turned up and we were so like nervous, you know, like it's, I mean, what's going? It's Frank Black, you know, and like there's a whole thing too where his name's really Charles Thompson the third, you know, like, right. Everyone calls him Charles. I'm like, oh, don't call him Frank Black. Don't call him Frank Black. Don't call him Frank Black, you know. <laughs> and then he we're like, and we didn't. We were just really scared, you know. And then he. We arrived at, we lived in um, Salem, Oregon at the time. And we arrived in Salem with our guitars and everything. Like, he picked us up at the airport in his car. <laughs> like, oh, so we didn't even get like a minute to like sort of take a breath and think, oh, we're going to meet Frank Black in a minute. Like, he was there <laughs> with his brother who looks exactly like him. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah, of course, I called him Frank Black immediately, accidentally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks for the lift, Frank. Oh, no. <laughs> his name's not Frank. Yeah, he's the best. Like, he, I, well, I love the way he records too. Like, we were saying earlier about how. We like things to be, well, I, don't, I think amateur is the right word, but like, like raw. And I mean, he records those Catholic albums in one take, you know, like that's oh, really? two track and stuff. It's amazing. We used the same engine. He was saying he went out for a cigarette and he came back and they'd written and recorded a song for the album. And it's on the album. <laughs> like that's, oh, okay. Like, he works that fast, you know. And I love that. I, I, I hate having to sing things like more than once because I think it takes sing and loosely you know sing <laughs> but like i hate to right. sort of do a vocal more than once or twice because i think it takes away the authenticity you know 
Well, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to find find it. Yeah. Spontaneity. Yeah. yeah. It's like Song versus Satan, where he just didn't let us. Like, I did a, I fluff a, like a lyrical when I don't finish the word and stuff. He's like, no, that's the take. <laughs> Look out. Wow. Okay. I like this guy. That's, that's, how, that's how it should be done. So, so, yeah, you should be in, you should, you should get in touch with him. I'm sure he'd love to send him an email or something. Well, whoa. whoa. <laughs> just proposing that I, that I email my heroes. All right. I mean, I'll think about it. He's a very nice guy. I think he's, yeah, he's the best, actually. I miss him. I wish he lived uh, closer to me. He wrote a very nice introduction for my memoir as well. <laughs> that's, that's really kind of, yeah, he wrote the introduction for my book, which is really nice. Too. Life is especially hard when no one trusts you with a credit card. I love the taste of cereal. I have it for almost... Every meal, five people to a tea bag. Well, I've never really got that bad. Not while we still had DC Comics and Jonathan Milkshake. Some things will always be great. DC Comics and Jonathan Milkshake. Even though I'm 28, DC Comics and Jonathan I guess I've got a, a broader question about like collaborating, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I mean, like, do you like do you prefer to collaborate or or do you kind of like take the reins in terms of like making band decisions or like uh, a little bit? I like collaborating in the way it makes me realize what I want. You know, like if I fight for something, I, I like to, I like arguing actually. I yeah, I like. I work a lot of stuff out by arguing, you know, about with myself too, you know. So it's like, I like collaborating for that because I like, I like, yeah, I like that. I like that's why I like having producers and stuff. So I can be like, I want this to happen, and then we have an argument about it. And we sort of work out the best bit, you know. So yeah, I mean, I like collaborating because I like to fight. Really, <laughs> so, so that's how I sort of do my. I mean, how are you with that? Is that how you like to work? Do you like the argument and the? Uh, yeah, I. Honestly, I'm I'm sort of I. It's against my personality to be like egomaniacal. But I kind of at some point realized I needed to be more. Just say what I want, and you know, and lead lead the band in that direction. I mean, what what's a good? I'm I'm too I think I'm too I, w- I was always too democratic with the with my first band. I was like everybody gets an equal vote. I'm not the leader of the band just cuz my name's in the in the name of the band. Uh we're all deciding this together. And then somehow it's at some point I realized like oh I like have to I have to know what I want this to be mm-hmm. for it to for it to be something uh to for it to be as good as it can be. Um, yeah, I think a band needs this sort of boss. I think, like, in a yeah, way, it's not true. not even just to, oh, to, and people can either agree with you or disagree. I mean, you have to have a strong point of view. I think. To, yeah, I guess that's right. And we, yeah, we like to. I, I, it's not like what I say goes. I just like to come in. I have to like force myself to come in with a strong point of view. 
you know. But the yeah. best the thing I like the best is like is like coming in with an idea of how how the music should sound and then getting to hear it and getting to hear uh somebody else take it in a different direction. And like a musical a musical argument, really. Uh-huh. That I feel yeah. like that makes it better. That makes that makes the band better for like um yeah. No, but no, yeah, so to write the music and then have it change and Yeah, to to bring it in, in one in one form and then try something utterly utterly different from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous if you're if you're like in charge of a band, it's it's a little bit dangerous that like it's gonna become a you need other voices, you know, you really you can't just have uh yes men or people who will do what you say, even if it's not very that's good. When, that's when careers go wrong, isn't it? I think <laughs> when people have like they just everyone suggests them all the time. I think no, yeah. I mean, unless you're David Bowie or something, <laughs> I think Nathan that can. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I always think when like when our group first started, it was a different guitar player. It was me and Chris, and he was kind of the boss. So it was things like he was sort of we're doing this, we're doing that, and I either agree with him or disagree with him. You know. And then if I disagreed, we didn't do it. It was very strange. Yeah, it's, I'm, I was, I'm really interested in band dynamics. Somebody should write a book about it. <laughs> I'd like to see how all different bands write and how everything gets done, you know. I know bands are like, everyone has to agree for it to get done. My band isn't like that, but lots of bands, it's like, everyone has to say yes. We don't do it. Yeah. So, so. I know, that, yeah. was, that was the harpoons, and then we realized it was, like, killing no, us. Nothing's like, going to get done. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, like, things kind of... There's just weird and not great reasons for uh, for people saying no to stuff. And, like, no no always wins. If you say, like, nah, then everyone feels, like, embarrassed that they said yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no always beats a yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was quite bad for a bit of just, like, opting out of saying, oh, whatever, whatever everyone else thinks. You know, I sort of do that. So I've sort of stopped doing that now. I think that's, that's quite an easy way out, isn't it? Oh, what everybody else thinks. It's okay. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then you end up with like five emails saying, what everybody else thinks. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. But no one's got an opinion. That's bad news. But, yeah. It's like, oh, that show already happened now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we didn't. Uh, Forgot to accept it. <laughs> yeah, gone. But yeah, so that's, kind of, that's the kind of thing. One September in Boston I lost the will to live I was just like an Covered quite a lot of things for this talk. It's good. I was worried about the seven minute mark. We were going to run out of things to say. <laughs> we've, we've got, yeah, I can talk about about music for for forever you know so you're like getting into other genres of art yeah i spread myself yeah it's good yeah, I, I mean i like all different things I, I like to keep busy you know so, so i've got quite a short attention span as well so i don't need to have about seven things on the go at the same time yeah i'm uh i'm trying to keep a keep other proud i was i was doing some writing i've been doing some writing recently some uh, I I started trying to get into music writing. Oh, like proper like composing. Well, no, oh, like, no, no, 
You mean like journalism? Prose, like, like prose, like writing about music, uh, which, you know, it's hard. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. something long. I, I've never worked, I've never really worked on anything that's, you know, more than five or six minutes long. Uh-huh. And a book is like, you know, that could take you days to, to read. <laughs> yeah, but I wrote that memoir recently. That was quite strange, waking up every day and like, trying to you know hit a word count and stuff but it's quite nice that doesn't have to rhyme <laughs> i quite like that <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> just, make, right, exactly i was very um, to try and make it rhyme that's too hard rhythm and meter yeah other utterly doesn't matter yeah, yeah. so you did like on a word count kind of i was like trying to like hit two thousand words a day or something stupid i can't it never really worked out but I, yeah it's a way to get myself to the yeah sort of yeah i did it though so it's, yeah finished in and when are you back on tour? Maybe I should ask you that so you can promote your dates. <laughs> when when uh, are you back on tour? Well, I don't know when this is going up, but I'm it's at, I'm leaving in about three weeks. Well, a little more. Maybe may, I guess maybe a month. Uh, so when it starts up again, uh-huh. going I'm like playing some some venues that I, you know, a little big for me. You're playing Shepherd, yeah. I might fly over and come and see you for that if I'm in town. I think that's gonna be amazing to see you play there. I know that's like, I feel a little, uh, feel a little pressure with that. You know, I forget what the capacity is, but it's like it's just much bigger than any room I've ever headlined before. Even after I asked you to stop this, I still find notes tucked in my pockets. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How many times do I have to tell you? I've got a very few, a very small amount of some records that I can actually just listen to again and again, and repeatedly, and they, they are either, you know, there's, it takes on a medicinal quality or like meditative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I became, yeah. I became completely obsessed with uh, Nelson sings Newman. You know that? I, I don't know if you've heard that album of Harry Nelson doing Randy Newman covers. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I'm not obsessed. I've heard that, but I've not become obsessed with it. It must be amazing. I love Randy Newman. It must be amazing. Oh, it's like, and Nelson, like, I don't know what a, his voice is like. Honey, I think I think that album kind of like broke up my my last band. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you played it so much. I just like listen to it so much, and it's so much like one guy being a solo artist and overdubbing his own voice, and I was like, you know, huh, my band could never make an album like this. And then I like got, <laughs> I just like got too, too too deep down that rabbit hole, and I had to like go make a very introspective, uh, less band based kind of album. And I got it out of my system and like looked up and I was like, oh, I broke up my band. <laughs> all right, <laughs> wow, that's what happened. Yeah. Are you still in touch with them or not at all? Oh, I'm in touch with all of them. Yeah, we're all. Rock close. Yeah, they they like wanted to go on to bigger and better things, non musical parts of their lives, you know. I like it was time for that. I still, you know, I still have got some got some more years left in me in in terms of music. Might be a lifer. 
Uh, I think I think for sure I'm a lifer. Well, that's why Jasper and Mike left our group. It was the same thing. They were like, oh, we need to do something else now. They're like, not be this anymore. So I, sort of, I, can, I can understand that. But I can't. I'm compelled, you know, <laughs> to be in a band. Constantly. I know. I, I, every time I think I'm done with it, I'm just like, yeah, but I, you know, I just came up with this song and this idea and I, I can't leave it alone yet, you know. <laughs> have yeah, yeah. this kind of record yet. Yeah. What would be the point of rhyming things if I wasn't in a band? <laughs> I know. He's <laughs> very strange. Uselessly rhyming all day through your uh, job as a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, it would make no sense. So, so. No, for sure. Life is, yeah, that's it. In 20 years' time, we'll still be, <laughs> still be in bands. It's good. It's good to know. I think it's probably true. Oh, for sure. Me. I, even if like I'm playing to like one person, and it's, yeah, I think I can't. I can't stop. It's an addiction. It's very much an addiction. You've got like millions of albums and solo records and other bands. So yeah, okay. From you, it really is an addiction. <laughs> you know, every time every time we finish making an, a record, I find myself. Uh, I, I write a song that the next day, the day after tracking is done, I write something new and I'm like, oh, this should have been on it. Uh, <laughs> let's make another one. We'll make another one. Yeah, yeah, I know that, that that sort of happens with us too. It's funny. <laughs> it's all good. He has a strange job. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's our maybe that's our time. Hey, that's right. It was good to see you, man. Well, not see you, speak to you on Skype. <laughs> I yeah. might, when, when is your Shepherd's Bush show? I might fly over for it and come and see you. Let me see. October twenty second. Um, ah. And yeah, you should come. I can get you on a list. You know. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan to me. Maybe I'll see you then. And we'll also yeah. through Berlin, you know. We'll see you. Yeah. A I might come and see you in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, man. That would be ace. I know. We can we can do an unlistened to conversation that nobody <laughs> else hears. I'm gonna record all our conversations from now on. <laughs> okay, yeah, just try, try and sell them on the internet. <laughs> That's my plan. But alright, man, I'll see you soon, dude. Yeah. Okay. See ya. Bye. And that's it for this edition of the TalkHouse Music Podcast. Thanks to our producer-engineer, Elia Einhorn. For more TalkHouse Music Podcasts, by all means visit our SoundCloud page or subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And to read smart, notable musicians writing about new music, please do visit thetalkhouse.com music. <laughs>